We've talked about spirits on this show before, haven't we? We have. There were all those spirits that terrified poor little Haley Joel Osment in the sixth sense. Michael J. Fox dealt with spirits both kind and belligerent in The Frighteners. Clint Eastwood was a ghost in both High Plains Drifter and Pell Rider. An Oscar-nominated yoga pants magnate Kate Hudson came face-to-face with some hoodoo spirits in the skeleton key. We've talked about spirits. Know what spirit we haven't talked about? School spirit. You mean rah-rah, sis-boom-ba, push him back, push him back, push him way back? You got it. Well, better we talk about cheerleaders than the damn student council. This is why I love you. Fascist. Welcome to the Late Night Fright, right here on WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio. I am Dan, and with me, as always, is my oh-so-passionate-about-high-school-student-government co-host, Faith. Say hi, Faith. Hi, Faith. Don't vote! Well said. Tonight's edition of our little program is the final in our Summer Slasher series. The journey began in Amity with Steven Spielberg's 1975 classic, Jaws. We then traveled to Crystal Lake for a rendezvous with Jason Voorhees and Steve Miner's most excellent slasher sequel, Friday the 13th, Part 2. From there, it was on to Camp Arawak, where we met Angela, who is actually Peter, so you could say Angela has a Peter, and writer-director Robert Hiltzik's 1983 cult classic, Sleepaway Camp. Before we arrive at our final destination, we would like to welcome all spooks, specters, astral travelers from Dimension X, head cheerleaders, and student council presidents to the program. Smells like teen spirit. Tonight's film definitely smells like something. Tonight we travel to Camp Hurrah. That's right, you heard that correctly. We are traveling to Camp Hurrah, a cheerleading camp where we are hoping to get in shape for an upcoming cheerleading competition. Faith, what is on the slab for postmortem this evening? From director John Quinn, we have 1988's Cheerleader Camp, also known as Bloody Pom Poms, starring Betsy Russell, Leif Garrett, Lucinda Dickey, Lori Griffin, and Buck Flower. Buck Flower is familiar to movie audiences for his appearance as Red the Bum in 1985's classic film Back to the Future. You remember him, don't you, Faith? The crazy drunk driver's guy? That's the one. He also appeared in several John Carpenter films, including The Fog and Starman, both favorites of ours here on The Late Night Fright. 
Is cheerleader camp, a.k.a. bloody pom-poms, as good as the fog? Nothing is as good as the fog. This is why I love you. John Stanley, the great horror host and author of Creature Features, the science fiction, fantasy, and horror movie guide, gave it one star. TV Guide and All Movie has also given it one star. This movie consistently gets one star, so tonight's question is, is it that bad? We will be scoring Cheerleader Camp in one category, overall film, and in lieu of stars, we will be awarding it bloody pom-poms. And hey, if you like TNA, and frankly, who doesn't, not only is this movie chock full of it, but we have two rather impressive TNA connections in it. We're going to take a short pause for a coffee cause. Get your pom-poms and spirit sticks ready, because when we get back, we are going to dissect Cheerleader Camp. I am Dan. I am Faith. You are listening to The Late Night Fright right here on WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio. We will see you on the other side. It's 12.01, The Witching Hour. You are listening to WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio. You are cleared for departure. Your destination, the late night fright. Commencing transmission in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Demand your MTV. I want my MTV. I want my MTV. I want my MTV. MTV, music, television, video, music, 24 hours a day, and a stereo. Call your cable company and say, I want my MTV. Everybody's Video Vault. All movies at Everybody's are now 20% off list price through March. Titles like And Justice for All, Cannonball Run, Endless Love, Mommy Dearest, The Great Muppet Caper, Victory, Lord of the Rings, or The Postman Always Rings Twice. More than 1,500 titles available. It's March's A to Z sale at Everybody's Video Vault. Entertainment for the eyes and ears at Everybody's. Welcome back to the Late Night Fright, right here on WKMF, Cozy Corner, Public Radio. I am Dan. And I am Faith. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can do so at latenightfrightpodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from each and every one of you. We hope you're all settled in for a fine evening of discussion. We're going to talk about a film. It does indeed meet the qualifications for being a film, even though some critics believe they have seen better film on teeth. Before we get to it, Faith, let's do a quick coffee check. What are you drinking? I am drinking the Wide Awake brand House Blend. As am I. As are you. And it is very delicious, isn't it? Very delicious. Is this a, what What kind of, is this a bold? Is this a dark? It is a medium. A medium? Medium roast. I couldn't remember. Yes, it's medium it's roast. delicious. It is absolutely delicious and has a precious little 
kitty cat. Yes, it does. Right there on the box. If you're not hip to the wide awake coffees, they are in 100% compostable pods and they make a very good product at a very good price. Absolutely. They're not a sponsor of the show. We get no money for that. Just want you all out there to know that there's some really good coffee. We have to tell people about good coffee. I mean, come on. And if you can't find it in your local supermarket, you can indeed order it online. Mm -hmm. As I said, this is indeed a film. It meets the qualifications, even though some people believe it, well, that it's not quite. (laughs) So with that in mind, here we go. 1988's Cheerleader Camp tells the story of Allison, a girl tormented by nightmares revolving around an upcoming cheerleading competition. She just needs love. Don't we all? Allison is played by Betsy Russell, no stranger to horror audiences for her role as Jill Tuck in five of the 92 Saw films. She is joined at Camp Hurrah by her teammates, including her boyfriend Brent, played by former Tiger Beat heartthrob Leif Garrett. Leif Garrett had a huge top 40 hit in 1978 with I Was Made for Dancing, appeared in Francis Ford Coppola's 1983 film adaptation of the seminal tween novel The Outsiders. He's Bob the Soch, the one that Ralph Macchio kills. Don't mess with a karate kid. He's the best around. Nothing's going to ever bring him down. Rooming with Allison is Corey, the team mascot. Faith, I feel like this movie really enlightened me to the fact that the team mascot is usually considered a second-class citizen. As well they should be. Sounds like you have some strong feelings on this. I have my reasons. Would you like to share with our listeners? No. The mascots know what they did, and they know what they have coming to them. Corey is played by actress and dancer Lucinda Dickey. Most famous for her roles in the 80s breakdance films Breakin' and Breakin' 2, Electric Boogaloo. You gotta love the pop and lock. Lucinda also provided choreography for this film and contributed cheer routines. Our cast is rounded out by Lori Griffin as Bonnie Reed. She's the blonde that gets crowned cheerleader queen. Griffin is most famous for her appearance in the other 1985 Michael J. Fox movie, Teen Wolf. We mentioned Buck Flower, who plays Pop, was in Back to the Future as Red. As I just said, she was Pamela. In Teen Wolf, Vicki Benson is camp leader Miss Tipton, and Jeff Prettyman, one of the film's producers, plays the sheriff. I was promised TNA. And TNA you shall have. Portraying Susie, the first cheerleader oft, is Krista Flanzer, the penthouse pet of the month for July 1986. As Teresa Salazar, we have Rebecca Ferrati, the Playboy Playmate of the Month for June 1986. And as Pam Bentley, she who gets it in the back of the head from a pair of garden shears. Not the first time she's gotten it in the back. We have Playboy's Miss April 1986, Terry Weigel. She also became a huge star in the adult movie industry and is the first Playboy Playmate to cross over into hardcore pornography. That's all fine and good, but you forgot one cast member and I was promised all the TNA. Finally, appearing as Timmy Moser, we have Travis McKenna. McKenna has appeared in films such as Roadhouse with Patrick Swayze. I'm crazy for Swayze. He's like the wind. He also appeared as a member of the Penguins gang in 1992's Batman Returns. I'm Batman. Yes, we do indeed see Travis McKenna's big white ass in Cheerleader Camp. You can't miss it. Nor would we want to, now that all of that is out of the way. Faith, what did you think of Cheerleader Camp, a.k.a. Bloody... Pom-poms. I don't know if I have a word 
to really sum up this movie. I don't know that there is a word to sum up this movie. Right. And or how shame, I feel about it. And shame on us for not coming up, inventing a word. I know. To describe how we feel about this movie. Let's just tell our listeners that I was lucky enough to get to watch this with you last night. And <laughs> thank God. Right. I don't know if I would have been able to get through it by myself. Right. It, was, it it is that bad, isn't it? It is. It's entertaining. Like it it pulls you in. You want to know what happens, but it's like awful all at the same time. Awful, awful, awful. And but I don't hate it. <laughs> I I don't really recall seeing this movie. I know I knew of the movie, but I I don't recall seeing it. Uh-huh. I have a feeling if I had seen it back in the day, I would have remembered it. <laughs> you know. So it was a first time watch for both of us, and it's an experience. For me, that I will always, always treasure and cherish. <laughs> what are your thoughts? Do you, do you hate the movie? Do you love the movie? You know, I, I, there's a part of me that thinks this is like the greatest piece of film ever put down, and there's a part of me that goes, "Why?" <laughs> it's it's a very odd movie. Mm-hmm. So, in all seriousness, it is very odd in its construction because it is it is a TNA film. Okay, is this the most gratuitous? film that we've watched on I the think, show as I far as so. nudity goes like i, I, I feel that for the most part most of the nudity that we've encountered in the show has been somewhat somewhat integral to the plot a, a skinny dip here and there in a friday the 13th movie notwithstanding okay <laughs> uh, i don't feel that we've done anything like too gratuitous in that arena though in, i mean are we show. uh what's what's the movie i'm thinking of that we, we we did commentary with uh, Todd Wick and Shasta. Uh, Shasta. Oh, Basic Instinct. There you go. We did do I mean, Basic Instinct the, the, way you know, back in the day. Yeah, that might be the like the most bold that we went. And <laughs> I would even say that the nudity there is somewhat the the, the story and themes are somewhat wrapped up in True. that. Okay, True. I think an argument could be made here. It's just like you know, here's a titty. Yeah, yeah. Look just discuss. Look at the tits. So on. on <laughs> On one hand, it's TNA picture. On the other hand, it's a slasher picture. And then they, they're injecting a whole lot of humor into this, but a lot of the humor seems very forced. And so <laughs> the tone, what happens is the tone of this movie is so all, all over the place. It's like lost, you know? It's like, yeah. You're it, not sure where, it, where it's at. Yeah. And uh, it's like they took the Friday the 13th camp setting, mm-hmm. but then they took, the Elm Street dream thing exactly. because Allison played by Betsy Russell is having these dream visions and they just clapped them together like God did with chocolate and peanut butter when he gave us the Reese's peanut butter cup. Yep. That's it. Is that one of the great inventions in history? Oh, absolutely. I think it is. Especially when they're cold. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. My apologies to anyone out there who has a peanut allergy and Oh yeah, and that sucks cannot, for you. Cannot Get Enjoy your the goodness nearby and just <laughs> that is the Reese's peanut butter <laughs> cup. Um, so so they took these two kind of things, you know, the, the, at the moment, at the time this came out, the two big slasher franchises, and kind of tried to maybe clap them together, but mm-hmm. it just doesn't work because there's not a, enough of an idea to hang a story on. Yeah, it doesn't land anywhere. I feel like. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I was. I was very confused watching this movie. I'm very confused. And listen, listen, I know this is not rocket surgery. Okay. I know this is not high art. Okay. But still, you know, to if, some people if it you're might be, okay? asking me to suspend my disbelief, at least give me enough information and enough logic 
so that, you know, Mm -hmm. they're going to a cheer camp. Why? Why are they going to the cheer camp? That's And so I'm kind of out of it from the beginning. (laughs) These dream visions don't really go anywhere. It's Not at all. I was just thinking that. They're not integral to the plot at all. They don't factor into the... Not, um, Not to spoil anything, you know, I mean... Spoiler alert! Uh, I thought Allison was going to be the killer, which would have been really interesting. The way the dreams were setting up, I thought maybe she was, you know, having these nightmares about herself and, you know, how how brutal and stuff she was. But no, it didn't go anywhere. Yeah, and that and that to me is a is a real problem that they don't that there's no payoff, you know. And I think it would have been bold if she had been the killer. That would have been pretty interesting. Did you explain in the beginning that she's having these nightmares like? Because of the cheerleading competition, like is that, like does is that supposed to yeah, relieve? Like, yeah, it's like she's stressed or something. So you're having she like, just needs love. She says it. She just she needs love. So you're having like violent, murderous dreams because yeah. of a cheerleading competition. Yeah, that's like indoors in like a. It's odd. You know, it's odd. It's an it's a very odd movie. Like, um, I think, I think this thing would have worked better. If it was a straight parody, mm-hmm. maybe with some meta humor, maybe commenting on the slasher genre, you know, maybe trying to do what Scream did is going to do like eight years after this, right? You know, um, because it really feels like it kind of wants to do that, exactly. <laughs> and like I said, but the tone is all over yeah. the place, and it's not; it's really just not quite there. Mm-mm. And I really do think it would have been better if they just made a made a straight parody of the genre. Oh yeah, because it's so close. It's so close to it, doing it. Because at least I feel like it would make sense, and we'd have some type of something to grasp. You know, something to grasp to. Like yes. So, with with all that said, with all that said, I don't think this is a very good movie. I, I, I really don't. With that said, I do think that the actors that are in this movie are doing the absolute best that they can with the material that they have been given. And with that said, I think there's two really good performances that are hiding in this movie. If uh, Betsy Russell is Allison and Lucinda Dickey is Corey, I think they mm-hmm. and I don't think anybody else is phoning it in at all. I think everybody is really trying. But I do think Betsy Russell's really good in yeah. this, as Allison. I think she deserved a better movie. And mm-hmm. I think Lucinda Dickey deserved a better movie, too. I think so, too. It's kind of a shame that, you know, you have these really good performances and it didn't really get they didn't get to shine. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, we watch this together. And we were making this comment and I have this in my notes and it really, I had watched it already. So this was a second watch for me, first for you. So we're together and I'm holding her hand through this because she's <laughs> not because she's scared or frightened, but because she's ready to leave the room. And I'm like, no, you have to stay. The listeners, all four of them around the world are demanding, are demanding that we do this to the best of our ability and you have to finish this movie. You cannot phone it in. You can't go Wikipedia. It. You can't, you can't just look at the plot. You, you have to stay here with me. And she did. She did. Now she was squirming a lot, uh, but held I, on strong. she was squirming a lot. <laughs> but um, one of the things, and it was hitting me and I was making this point as we watched it and you started nodding your head in the green. There's this weird David Lynch thing happening in this <laughs> movie image wise, mm-hmm. like with, these mascots uh, and there's a scene where she's having a vision of her boyfriend and Terry Weigel uh, having sex and they're around her and they're doing a cheer and it's very Lynch. There's a, uh, there's a girl wrapped up in the 
like in the plastic there's a bag. girl wrapped up in plastic very laura palmer uh-huh. there's uh the sheriff and the head of the cheerleading camp get it on at one scene and their whole little seduction scene plays just like something out of that first season of twin peaks it so and there's kind of a 50s vibe over some of this stuff too so what are we saying did david lynch secretly direct this movie <laughs> or did david lynch secretly steal everything, everything he got from, from cheerleader camp I, I don't know. This is like his favorite movie of all time. It, and, and he's, he's like, I'm going to not going to tell us. I'm not going to tell anybody. I'm just going to like do it in my own thing. Do you think like, <laughs> do you th- figure it out. Do you think like if you're in his like extreme inner circle, you, you, you know, it's possible. like when you're like, David, I need you to explain Twin Peaks to me. Yeah. And he, and he's like, just watch oh, cheerleader yeah, it's, camp. It's, it's cheerleader camp. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love, God, I love him. That is, he, that man, that gentleman is so odd. And speaking of the, and, and a, I mean that lovingly, oh, I mean yeah. absolutely lovingly, uh, I think he's one of the good guys. Uh, David Lynch, but the funny thing, I just mentioned the sheriff, played by Mr. Uh, Prettyman, who was one of the producers on this, he actually kind of looks like Jack Nance, who played Eraserhead <laughs> in, you know, in the classic David Lynch movie, another one we need to get to on the show. And he played, uh, I forget his name in Twin Peaks, but he was uh, married to Piper Laurie. They were running the uh, lumber mill. Mm-hmm. And I actually thought it was him for when I first watched it for a second. And then, like I said, it's very <laughs> weird Twin Peaks vibe happening in this movie. So I I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I'm, I actually am going to give the movie a little bit of credit here because it did keep me guessing a little bit yeah, is it, it allison it is it the boyfriend is it the camp leader like like who we got and spoiler creepy alert creepy old man creepy old, they had you had some creepy old dudes the shed, you know? there are throwbacks to uh the got crazy ralph and friday the 13th and uh the ending of this with the uh cheer Corey's doing the cheer because the mascot now is not a second class citizen now she's the only cheerleader left alive and she's doing a cheer spelling out her name what's that spell and we've got allison in the van going to the mental institution where she's probably going to spend the rest of her life because she's framed her and she's going Corey, what's that spell Corey? i thought that was actually a pretty artful little scene i think so pretty artful do we have a reason why Corey? i mean is it because she's well she's because t- she's the mascot and, I, I think and, that's it you know they i really her. think that's it yeah. i think that's it i mean that's where that's yeah, where so be nice be nice to the mascots I'll try. Be nice. They know what they did, though. They know what they did. They know what they know what's coming to them too. Mm-hmm. So it's it it is it's it's a very odd movie. Um, it's it's hard to quantify this one. It's it's really really hard to quantify. So as I'm watching this, and in my head as I'm as I'm watching this the first time, uh, I'm going, this is like a movie that would have been on USA's Up All Night. If you're not hip to what USA's Up All Night was, this was. Their Friday and Saturday night show, I think it ran from 10 to 2, so it would be like a double feature. Friday night was hosted by Rhonda Shear. Uh, Saturday night was hosted by Gilbert Gottfried. I was more a fan of the Friday night for obvious reasons. I wonder why. <laughs> and uh, But I was going, I, this is so like something that would have been on USA's Up All Night, and I looked it up, and guess what? What? It was. <laughs> it was on USA's Up All Night. And that got me thinking, I have waxed nostalgic on this show before, and I'm getting ready to again. So if you've heard this before, I'm sorry. But I miss the days of things like that. I miss the days when when it was just a little simpler like that. When you had, even though that was a corporate thing, you had a, a nationally 
syndicated show, you know, uh, there was mm-hmm. like, a, there were B movies for the most part. They were hosted though. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes you'd have local programming depending on what area of the country and you'd have a host who would introduce movies. And I liked that. Mm-hmm. I liked that a lot, you know, and that gave us some of the great characters in horror, you know, right. uh, Elvira, uh, Vampira, yeah. you know, yeah. um, Bob Wilkins, the yeah. great Bob Wilkins. Nobody, uh, nobody wants to have fun. Anymore. People want to have fun, but people don't. certain people don't want us to have fun. Right. Yeah. Right. And those things are available now. And it's kind of interesting because we almost, in a way, have more access to things like that these days. Because you can get on your Roku, you can put on OSI 74, and you have the entire Cinema Insomnia Library with Mr. Lobo. Mm-hmm. You can put the Shout Factory app on your Roku and you have, uh, I counted, it's like 18 or 19 Elvira, uh, movie macabre episodes. You have mystery science theater 3000 on there. You know, you can go to Betamax TV and there's a whole lot of hosted horror programs and there are a lot of great people out there doing really wonderful work and keeping that tradition alive. But I wish it was more of a thing. I wish it was Mm -hmm. still like a regular part of our lives. Like we knew that, uh, on Friday nights at, at 10 30, 11 o'clock that, well, that's when the B movie comes on or that's when that late movie comes on, you know, and it was more of a thing. Right. And we've gotten so big that I don't know that we can ever put that genie back in the bottle, you know, because there's know. so much entertainment out there now, you know, yeah, it's so easy, so easy to get it. But is any of it good? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We still do. Uh, if this is something that you like, the hosted movie is something that you like. There still is nationally syndicated on MeTV. There is Finn Gooley mm-hmm. who broadcast uh, every Saturday night, uh, 8 Eastern, 7 Central. You know, figure it out your own time zone. That's, that's as far as I can go. <laughs> But uh, And he hosts a classic film, and it's usually a decent film. He delves into the Universal and the Hammer uh, archives. He gets into the, the Roger Corman back catalog, he, he, TV movies. He's kind of all over the place and usually a good selection, and uh, that's always a good time watching Svengoolie. There's also Creature Features out of San Francisco with uh, hosted by Vincent Van Dahl and Tangella and Livingston. That show is also a whole lot of fun, and that keeps up the tradition of the late, great Bob Wilkins. Of course, Mr. Lobo is still doing Cinema Insomnia on OSI 74. So there are shows out there. And listen, there's a lot more. So if I forgot your favorite, I'm, uh, I am I'm right. sorry. But um, <laughs> let me ask you this, because we watched uh, Sven Gulli together last weekend, mm-hmm. and they showed the Hammer version of The Mummy. That's a movie we did here on the show and yep. both really love it. I mean, Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing, two of the top five horror faces. Absolutely. All the time. What do you like the a hosted horror film like that? I, I do. I feel like it, it, you get more involved with it. You know, they bring a little, they bring a new aspect to just put on a movie and just sitting there watching it. You feel like you're, even if you weren't watching it by yourself, you feel like you're watching it with somebody. With somebody. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and it's fun and it keeps you, it keeps you in it. So, yeah. And I think it, I think it, it's, it's part of that thing that I've kind of been cluing in on the past few weeks, horror being a real communal experience. Mm-hmm. And, and, and we'll get to it with our scores here in, in a bit. And, and we both arrived to our scores because we watched it together. And mm-hmm. we'll explain that in a bit. But this movie is a train wreck of a film. And it was bearable because we watched it together and had a wonderful time watching the movie. And our experience would not have been the same sitting in that room together if we hadn't been watching this film. Right. You know, in particular. 
but we had a similar experience when we watched the mummy with Christopher Lee and it wasn't being, being jokey as we watched, but we were having a good time. We were talking back and we'd seen the movie. So, mm-hmm. and watching it with Fingouli was a whole lot of fun too. So I don't know. I think we've lost a little something, you know, and I wish we had a little more local flavor and that oh, not yeah. just with the horror film, but with local radio and local television and things like that. I think we've, I think we've lost a little something. I think so. I really do. It's a shame. It, it really is. It, is. it really is there because local, local color is just, it's, it's great. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, people, places, places have identities, you know, and, right. and, and you go to a certain place because you want to experience that feeling there. You don't exactly. want everything to be uh, cookie cutter and McDonald's and one size fits all. Cause one size doesn't fit all, right. you know? So, um, Let's get back to the movie a little bit here. It does qualify as a movie, as I said, technically. Um, <laughs> not very good, right? No. But, no. but as we said, there are two okay performances hanging mm-hmm. on here. There's also one of my personal favorite kills in the history of this show. <laughs> and that is the one that Playboy Playmate turned adult film actress Terry Weigel is falls victim to it's a pair of garden shears she gets it right through the back of the neck and they come out of her mouth and what a moment what a moment what a moment <laughs> what a moment it really is it's it you have to see it to believe it you really do i think you i think you like prepared me for it oh i said oh here it comes here it comes are you ready for it <laughs> it's, it's brilliant and then they'll go back to her and you see these shears out of her mouth and have bugs and, like and crap all, on yeah it. out of it and to her credit she just sat there Something in her mouth. Yep. Not the first That's, time. She about say she's probably used to it. Probably used to it. So I think this movie, kind of to wrap this up, uh, it's it's a nice '80s time capsule. It's a <laughs> late night cable watch. Back in the day, it would have been a video rental. And what I'll say about it is, it's not very good, but you're not going to hold a grudge against it. You're not going to be angry at this movie. There is some really kind of funny, quirky stuff in here, and and it's fun to laugh at it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, <laughs> I don't think it's campy on the level of something like a Rocky Horror Picture Show, but it's definitely, like, it's it, it's silly. It's very silly. It is. It's silly. Silly is a good word. <laughs> silly, silly is a very, very good word. I, you know, I was hoping we'd have more to say about this. There's really not much more to say about it. It is what it is. I think I uh, really I think we said what needs what to we be can say. what I needs mean, to be said about it. There are certain elements to this movie that we hit, you know, you've got your influences that we discuss and I mean it's not the best movie ever made. Really kind of funny because the order uh we started this off with as we said Jaws Friday uh part 2, Sleepaway Camp and Cheerleader Camp and we picked them at random and not only did we pick them in the order of that they were released, released but we picked them in the order that I think that we liked them too. Right. <laughs> so there you go. What are the odds? What are the odds of that indeed? Well, we'll calculate that. It is time for a break <laughs> and this is a news break, so please be sure to stick around for all of the fake news not fit to print. I am Dan and I am Faith. Give me a K. Give me an I. Give me an L. Give me an L. What's that spell, Faith? Kill. Kill. (laughs) We'll see you on the other side.
Utilizing a $3.5 trillion grant from the United States government, scientists at the Cozy Corner Institute of Science and Stuff are working hard to determine if the phrase, he who smelt it dealt it, is a truism. The results of the study won't be published for several months, but we have word from an insider that the scientists have been smelling a lot of farts. I mean, a lot of farts. We'll keep you posted on this developing story. I smell something. Did you fart? No. Did you? No. Well, it's a mystery. Speaking of mysteries, Cozy Cola, the newest soft drink sensation from the Welsh Jennings Corporation, has been making people's heads explode. Like in that movie Scanners? Just like in that movie Scanners. Authorities have recalled the soda pending further investigation. Is it a bad ingredient, or is it perhaps a nefarious plot to exterminate the human race? We'll keep you posted. In weather news, it is still hot as balls here in Cozy Corner, but apparently not hot enough to keep all these jackasses from mowing their lawns and throwing their lawn dander up in the air. I've got allergies, people. I'm going to buy the next person I see cutting their lawn a six-pack of Cozy Cola. Then I'm going to wait. Oh, yes. I'm going to get a lawn chair and wait. You are terrifying. This is why I love you. Finally, the Cozy Corner Fishing Tournament will be live on Cozy TV this weekend. It's also going to be available online as a, wait for it, live stream. Har har. You love it. Have a Cozy Cola. And that is the news. Stay tuned for our final scores, the death count for cheerleader camp, and a preview of next, oh, of our upcoming show. Put down the cozy cola, Faith. Put down the cozy cola. too many cozy colas, apparently, and I think I'm a little worked up about the lawnmowers. We'll see you on the other side. Welcome back to the Late Night Fright, right here on WKMF, Cozy Corner, Public Radio. I am Dan. And I am Faith. All right, so here we go. When we started Summer Slasher Month, we were placing wagers the week before as to how many deaths we thought would be in the movies. Mm-hmm. So, Faith, you've won two mm-hmm. so far. Mm-hmm. I pulled out a squeaker <laughs> with Sleepaway Camp. Pulled out a squeaker, even though neither of us were... Or anywhere close to what the number I was. I know, that movie had the most kills. It really did. Crazy. So you have eight kills. That's what you guessed for Cheerleader Camp. Mm-hmm. I guessed six. I thought we were going to be a little more artistic, a little artsy with it, right? Mm-hmm. I would just like it known before I read the final tally here that you changed your number. I did. From 11 mm-hmm. to eight. <laughs> it was last minute. I would also like to add that I allowed it, so it's really my fault. Mm-hmm. So... Without any further ado, Faith, congratulations. You are the winner of whatever this is. <laughs> you correctly picked three out of the four 
films. What was the count? The final death count was nine. Oh, wow. Are you ready? Susie Wilson, she died by having her wrist slit. Pam Bentley was stabbed in the head with scissors. We both really liked that, didn't we? Oh, Teresa, yeah. Teresa Salazar, she was run down with a van. Dee Dee Tipton, impaled with a meat cleaver. Timmy Moser, impaled in the stomach with an axe. Sheriff Poucher, bear trapped to the head. Another nice one. Mm-hmm. Another nice moment. I don't know why that's not celebrated more. <laughs> You know, you never see that on the American Film Institute top movie moments list, right? Right. I don't know why. Mr. Pop, he was shot repeatedly with a revolver. Bonnie Reed was garroted with a telephone cord. And Brent Hoover was shot in the heart with a revolver. Corey Foster had seven kills. Brent Hoover, played by Leif Garrett, had one. He's the one that set the bear trap. And Allison, the girl who, well, she takes the rap for all of them. She's the one that shot Brent at the end, so... Congratulations, Faith. Thank you. On our next episode, you will get your prize. Do I get to know what I win now or no? No. Okay. You don't. Okay. It's a surprise. Okay. It hasn't come in yet. Okay. But when it does, we'll give it to you. Okay. I'm looking forward to it. There you go. There you go. Usually at this time, I would be telling you what our next film it's going to be, but we're throwing a little little, little monkey in the wrench here. Uh, we're going to have an extra show this week. We're going to have a wrap up on Summer Slasher Month. We had so much fun. We're just, we're not ready to let it go. Not yet, no. Now, what I can let you know is that next month's films are all going to be big monster movies. Faith said, I want to do big monsters. I said, let's do big monsters. So right? we have... Four films picked out. I'm not going to tell you what those movies are yet. Mm-mm. You got to listen to the next show to hear what those movies are. And we're going to pick our next movie on that show. And it's going to yep. be set up exactly the same as uh, this was, where we're just going to pick uh, each week. I don't think we're going to be placing wagers, though. I don't know if that's... I the, don't know if we can, you know, I don't know if we can. Uh, you know, I was thinking maybe we could guess property damage, but how do you, you know... I just look with big monsters. I mean, that could be a big number, you know, like it could be a very big number. And I don't know if, you know, who's keeping count of all that, you know? So what what I'm going to do is I'm going to let you just have this for a month. You're just, you're (laughs) going to, you're going to get your little tiara. You're you're queen of the cheer camp and you're going to get to have this. I'm going to let you have it. All right. Well played though. Very well played. This was a lot of fun though. It it? was a lot of fun. Um, Fun too. Always fun when you get to do a movie that you haven't seen Mm -hmm. and maybe a reason that we hadn't. I don't know if I've seen any of the upcoming movies either. So, do you know I've I've seen uh, uh, one of them? Okay, I've only seen one, and oh. I think you've only seen one of them too. I can't remember what's on the list. Ah, honestly. I know I, I, we can't let that out. The you back, can't let right? it out yet. I'll have to I'll have to visit the list and see so, if I've seen any. So please be sure to tune in. It'll be up shortly. Uh, our summer slasher wrap up. We're going to be looking back at the films. We're going to be looking back at the kills. We're going to be talking about some of our favorite moments, some of our favorite performances, and uh, I think it's going to be a whole lot of fun. I think so. We also have a, a kind of a big announcement on that show. So please stay tuned for that as always thank you for letting us drone on in your ears for a little while talking about movies is fun it's a pleasure and a privilege for faith and i to get together and do this and share this conversation with you we hope that in your own life that you're calling up friends and that you're getting together watching movies talking about them because you never know where that conversation is going to lead the powers that be want to keep us divided along all kinds of lines 
You don't need us to tell you what those lines are. Don't let them do that. There's more of us than there are of them. Mm -hmm. Be strong, be bold, stand together and stand up. Be happy, be healthy, be safe, be sane. Take your vitamins. And always, always verify what you're hearing. That's all I'm going to say. There you go. That's all I'm going to say. You're all horror fans. You're all wonderful people. I'd like to thank all of you wonderful people for your continued support. We see the numbers every week, and it's really flattering to us that you choose to spend a little time with our little program here, yeah. which is really just us getting together and having a laugh and giving you some thoughts on some movies that you've probably seen or maybe you haven't seen in a while, getting you to maybe look at them in a different way. Hopefully, at the very least, we're giving you a little giggle. So thank you all for tuning in. It means a whole lot to us. And we yes, really does. do hope that all of you out there are doing very well. You can reach us at late night fright podcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from each and every one of you. Tell us we're doing a great job. Tell us we're doing a bad job. Tell us, Hey, you guys are hitting it right in the middle of the road. <laughs> if there's a movie you would like to hear us do, let us know. We will do our best to get to it. Our schedule's pretty set for a little while, but we, uh, we will do our best to get to that. And we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to, uh, uh, hear what you're up to. Uh, hear about any of your experiences with these movies because these movies are very special, aren't they? The, they are. These horror movies are really special, and this is a communal experience. And uh, the horror community is such a wonderful community. I've I've said it before. Horror fans are kind, gentle people mm -hmm. that that are charitable and good natured people. Absolutely. And we're we're honored to be a part of this community. We love hearing from you. We've heard from several people, and uh, we'd love to hear from all of you. So. Thank you, as always, for tuning in, and we wish all of you the best. So, speaking of the best, cheerleader camp was not the best, but it's fun, <laughs> isn't it? It's it's it's, it's fun. It even fun. even the bad ones, even the bad ones. Sometimes are those are a lot more the, fun. The best even. moments, yeah, because yeah. you're getting to make fun of stuff. You know, there it is. There it no is. No offense to, to any of the movies. No, no, they were <laughs> trying, but uh, it's a good performance from Betsy Russell. I'll say yes. that, and I I do think it's a one star movie. We didn't give our scores. No, uh, we didn't. Uh, I do think it's a one-star movie, but I don't think it's as bad as that one star. So uh, we did promise you our scores. What did you give it? A two. I gave it a two, and I gave it a, if it was a vacuum, we were in a vacuum, I'd give it a one, mm -hmm. but I had so much fun watching this with you right. and cutting up watching mm -hmm. it that it was a two. So the experience yeah. pushed it over, but really it's a one-star one movie. But it, I don't think it's as bad as other one-star movies. Yeah. So. It has its moments. It has some redeeming values. Sure. Maybe. I don't know. We're not going to figure it out tonight. Does it feel like it's that time? It feels it like It feels that like time. it's that time. So if we snap our fingers, will the magic happen? Will the music start to play? Because it is out. getting time to go. Ready? One, two, three. Well, there it is. It's time to say goodbye. Time to say goodbye. Be sure to stay tuned or tune in, I should say, for our summer slasher wrap up mm -hmm. we have a we have a nice announcement on that and we're also going to be cluing you in as to what next month's movies are and we're going to pick the movie for next week so should be I'm, fun i'm ready we're gonna, we're gonna run down those kills <laughs> should be fun right <laughs> should be very fun should be very fun faith take us home may your coffin be cozy and your sarcophagus warm may the light of the moon keep you safe from harm be you vampire spook specter or beast always remember keep, keep your, your monster, monster on, on a leash. leash be good to yourself be good to your neighbor. We will see you on the other side.